Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And holy schmoly, we are going to have so much fun with my guest today. We just spent hours and hours and hours chatting. Well, maybe not quite that long, um, getting to know each other before the program. And so we really are going to have a great time today. And I cannot wait to learn from my guest. So please join me in welcoming Dr. Jean Orsler to our program today. Sorry about that. How are you doing today, Dr. Jean? I am awesome. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I We had such a good time in the green room. Now we have to have such a good time on your show. I'm super excited. I really. know. This is going to be so much fun. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we will dive into this. And just so folks know, we're going to be a little bit shorter on the program today because we've got a little bit of a scheduling hiccup, but you'll still get so much great information from Dr. Jean. And I can already pretty much guarantee we have to have her on again. So... With that said, Dr. Jean Orsler, otherwise known as the Results Queen, has a PhD in business psychology and is considered one of the country's top business consultants, a top-rated speaker, and a world-class business performance coach. She is the author of Give Up Goals and Results Are Yours. So that's going to be interesting to talk about. As an entrepreneur herself, Dr. Jean is on a mission to help business owners get what they want from their business. So again, Dr. Jean, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I'm, su- I'm super excited. Let's, I know. Let's We're going to have so much fun. So much fun. We're recording Let's this go. on the Friday. It's a fabulous day. <laughs> yeah, We're going to have so much fun. So I always like to find out from my guests how it is that they got to where they are today. And how did you discover that this is your passion in life? It's been a journey as it always is. I could start from the time that I decided I wanted to be a musician to the fact that when I went to college, I decided that I didn't want to be a musician anymore. And I decided I wanted to be a theater person mm-hmm. and I have a degree in uh, theater management. Mm-hmm. So I look at everything like a play or right. a show, mm-hmm. right? So I, my people are actors. We have the right. set, we have costumes, mm-hmm. you're an avatar. Mm-hmm. And then I moved into advertising because you can't make any money in theater. And I like uh-huh. making, having fun. Those are two mm-hmm. things. And, eating, uh, sleeping. Mm-hmm. Eating, sleeping, not getting laid off are really mm-hmm. important. Although in advertising, you're only as good as your next client because right. if you get laid off, you're you're out of there. Mm-hmm. Then from there, I, I did a bunch of different types of things like sales and operations and mm-hmm. eventually landed in a family-owned company mm-hmm. that um, I created my own job in. Mm-hmm. I became an HR person. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of different skills. Um, and at the time, I didn't realize that that's entrepreneurial-like. Mm-hmm. I thought that I was just um, a job hopper. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got pregnant, which I always think to myself, how did that happen? And then people talk to me about birds and bees. Which, <laughs> okay. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It happened. And uh, I, when I, I had done all these interesting things at my at my office, and I was able to bring my daughter to work and I was able to um, raise her for the first nine months, sort of literally at my job. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, you need to come back without her. And I was like, oh. really? It's time to go back. And I didn't really like that that much. So uh, 
my boss was kind enough to lay me off. Mm-hmm. And I started my own company. Mm-hmm. And I started a company when uh, mompreneurs were probably not a label. Mm-hmm. I started a training development company, which then I morphed into a management consulting company. Mm-hmm. I had a couple other companies with other people along the mm-hmm. way, and I embraced the entrepreneurial life. Mm-hmm. And um, and through that journey, I was able to um, experience a lot of different things and help lots of people and refine who I am. And mm-hmm. now I'm standing here today as the I result. I love of it. I love it. Yeah. Well, you, oh, sorry. I interrupted. No. Mm-hmm. Didn't interrupt. No, you did not, Deb. You keep going, babe. You're good. <laughs> I know. We've already discovered that we're just going to have so much fun doing this. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's, it is, it's, it's, it's so interesting to consult with businesses. And so tell us, you know, when should somebody call you in? Because I think many people, they think, well, is it at the start? Is it at the end? But more importantly, heaven forbid, they admit that they need help. Oh, (laughs) that's a great question, Deb. What I find for most business owners, let's just start from startup. In startup mm-hmm. company, most people don't hire outside people to help right, them. Because money is have, so tight. Money is so tight. Mm-hmm. And most entrepreneurs, business owners start with a dream mm-hmm. or a really good skill set. Mm-hmm. E-Myth covers that really well. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you have employees. I, I remember reading an article, an entrepreneur that said, I knew that I was responsible for people when someone came and said to me, I need to get a mortgage. Can you help me sign the piece of paperwork as my oh. employer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And and a lot of entrepreneurs are like, how did I get here? Which mm-hmm. then creates imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And what we look at is we say there are 10 people in the world. Mm-hmm. And 10 people in the world, six people are very happy where they are. So mm-hmm. most entrepreneurs are very happy where they are. They're happy mm-hmm. where the business is going. They don't need to do anything. Mm-hmm. Two, of those, two of those 10 people, we are, are they're on the slippery slope. And if they don't do something tomorrow, they're usually out of business. Mm-hmm. And then to the other two people are what we call elite athletes. They're okay. corporate elite athletes mm-hmm. or people who want to get better. They want to stay on the cutting edge. And mm-hmm. those are the people who end up hiring folks mm-hmm. because when you have a team around you, you end up making more money and being right. more successful. Right. Well, and of course we know that elite athletes always have coaches. They yeah. always have people who are supporting them. And yeah. it's funny, the more elite they get, it seems like the more support people they have around them. Um, you know, we hear about Tiger Woods swing coach. Um, you know, I'm from Colorado. So Peyton Manning, John Elway, they always had coaches, um, you know, and, and and we're not talking, you know, the overall coach because there are those people, but they they had individual coaches to help them with very specific things. And so they always knew we need that assistance. We can't do this alone. Yeah. If I could reach in and kiss you on the cheek, I'd be, I would not because that is that if if, if your listeners could understand that, mm-hmm. then they will be super successful mm-hmm. because most entrepreneurs are like, I do myself. It's like a badge of honor. I do myself. Right. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, is that you need a team of people mm-hmm. around you. Right. And I'll give you this, this story in that. There was a part in my organization when I was just stuck as an entrepreneur. I mean, doing this mm-hmm. a long time. And I thought, what the heck is wrong with me? So I hired not one, not two, not three, but I hired four different coaches wow. to help me get out of where mm-hmm. I was. Mm-hmm. I've always believed that you should invest yourself in yourself. My grandma always said, the, if you invest yourself, you'll get it out threefold, which mm-hmm. is right. Uh, the day I opened up my company, when I had no money, the first person I hired was a coach. Mm-hmm. And I used to pay my coach before I paid me. Mm-hmm. So I really believe in 
somebody who's on the outside looking in Mm -hmm. can really help you. And I've added to my team along the way. Anyway, these four coaches, one of them was a Harvard neuroscientist. And from him, I learned that I, that what was holding me back was my amygdala, my -hmm. internal protection system, what Mm -hmm. we call KPM brain. Mm -hmm. That's what I called it because I couldn't say amygdala. The the fight or flight type of. Right, Mm -hmm. fight, flight or freeze. Mm -hmm. And that, that was, that was the one thing that once I learned about that and got a Mm -hmm. PhD in business psychology, Mm -hmm. now I want to tell people that's what holding you back Mm -hmm. is this. Right. And when we think, oh, I don't need to hire a team. Mm-hmm. I can do myself. It's like, no, mm-hmm. make money mm-hmm. and hire people, make more money. Mm-hmm. Right. Have fun. Yeah. And and you're not admitting that there's anything wrong or that you're stupid or or anything like that. Um, it's interesting. I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday who's been going through a lot in her personal life. I mean, you know, some people just wouldn't even survive it. And I said, have you had, you know, are, are you by any chance having talking with anyone about this? And she said, you know, I, I am going for counseling. And, and she said, you know, there's all this that's going on. And I, you know, and, and, and I could tell that she still was very hesitant about it. And I told her, I said, the strongest thing you can do is to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and she just, she said, yeah, she was, there were so many things that she didn't even realize we're going on until she did that. And of course, the same thing happens with our business. We don't realize that maybe we're, we're not working with the right people. We're not doing our accounts receivable, right? We're not doing our marketing, all of those various things until somebody else says, Hey, have you thought about, or red flag, red flag, whatever it is that they're, they're doing. And, but it takes that other person or persons in your case to say, here's what's going on. Yeah, and Deb, I agree with that. Here's the thing. Most people will hire a coach when something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to a colleague and he said to me, show me someone who hires a coach in their 20s and 30s right. and I'll show you someone who's super successful. Mm-hmm. Most people hire a coach in their 40s and 50s right. mm-hmm. to yeah. fix the things that are wrong right. and yeah. make it better. We want to be saying, hey, we're doing good. Let's do better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why I think that it's not really about more. It's mm-hmm. always about better. Because mm-hmm. if you can be better, you're going to actually make more money mm-hmm. and be better and mm-hmm. you'll help more people. Right. Whereas more just sometimes brings on bigger mm-hmm. burden. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I think one of the tricky things that businesses have are those growing pains, mm-hmm. you know, as they're changing levels, as they're, you know, they went from maybe working in their home office to actually having employees and, and all of those things. So how do you survive all of these growing pains? Well, you don't want to survive. You want to thrive. Okay. So let's, let's let's put it in the right terminology because I really think it's more um, of thriving than surviving. Because right, surviving is just kind of getting by, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And why don't I want to have a fabulous growing business? Mm-hmm. And what happens is, is that most businesses, when they're growing, that's when they really should be investing in themselves so mm-hmm. that they can continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Most organizations, what they do is they grow, 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 grow. And then when mm-hmm. they fall off the cliff a little bit, that's when they're mm-hmm. like, oh. I just talked to a company yesterday, mm-hmm. five years of growth, 20% each year. And now mm-hmm. this year they're flat and they're mm-hmm. freaking out. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you work on your business when it was growing 20%? Right. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's funny. Uh, I always have people, you know, because I do marketing who say we're doing really, really well. So we're pulling back on our marketing. <gasps> and I'm like, no, 
Oh, no. Now, you need to continue that. And of course, their fear is, and it's a justifiable fear, is that people will come to them and they'll say, ah, we don't have the bandwidth. We can't work with you. All, you know, all of those various things. And, and so, of course, you know, there, there's that dichotomy. Okay, well, then maybe maybe you do need more staff, more whatever to, to deal with those people and take them on. Well, I think that when you're growing, you should be planning for the growth mm-hmm. and having the milestones in your organization right. and knowing when when do I need to hire mm-hmm. someone else? Mm-hmm. When do you not need to hire someone else? And I will tell you, uh, marketing girl to marketing girl mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, I always think about uh, the Great Depression and the mm-hmm. Kellogg story versus the post-serial story. Mm-hmm. And that Kellogg's was a startup company and they uh, decided to put all their money into sales and marketing mm-hmm. and Serial decided to stop doing sales and marketing mm-hmm. at the end of the Great Depression. Kellogg's was the number one cereal, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and they continue to be the number one cereal today. So mm-hmm. people, and the first thing people cut is sales and marketing. Right. Uh, let's cut it. Mm-hmm. The reality is, is that sales and marketing are the lifeblood of your company. You mm-hmm. may not understand it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you don't need it. And you, and like during the pandemic, we doubled down on our marketing mm-hmm. budget. Right, right, right. If you're growing, double down on your marketing budget. Mm-hmm. Right. Seriously. Now you just said a word that so many people go eh, at sales. No, you know, yeah. nobody wants to do sales, nope. but of course we all have to do sales. And especially yeah. if you are the owner of your business, you mm-hmm. absolutely positively have to do sales. But why are we so resistant to it? Why do we do the bleh? Oh, that's caveman brain. Thank, mm-hmm. Thanks for thanks for asking me that question. Cause um we actually don't even call it sales in our company, we call it business development. Ah. Mm-hmm. Because sales is a four-letter word, although mm-hmm. my daughter tells me it's five. Mm-hmm. So but I think it's and the reality is is that from our caveman brains, which mm-hmm. comes from four places, mm-hmm. our childhood, our parents, mm-hmm. our culture, and our life experience. Mm-hmm. So none of us want to come across as pushy, salesy, and aggressive. Right. Right. The snake oil salesman. Right. Who am selling right? So the fact is is that we we shy away from sales mm-hmm. because we're afraid that we're going to be seen as something that we're not. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, is besides pushy, salesy, aggressive is we don't ask for money. Right. That's, that's just not, as my mother would say, that's not couth. Yeah. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And I always <laughs> wondered what couth was, but you know. <laughs> right. what is couth? I know. <laughs> and I live in the South now. So it would be, that's not ladylike. <laughs> right. That's the truth. I'm a Northerner. So we'd be like, what? <laughs> I know. Like- oh, wait, I have a sound effect. Are we no. ready? Yeah. There we go. And there ain't nothing wrong with asking for that, folks. Well, I we worked with, believe it or not, we worked with a marketing company and, and we were talking to them about their new business development. Mm-hmm. And I said to them, do you ever ask for the sale? Mm-hmm. And they said, no. Right. They, they we just assume they will go, hey, this is so fabulous. We want to work with you. <laughs> yeah, right. And they'll just tell us yes mm-hmm. when they want to. And I was like, no, 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 no. We call this something called the facilitator buyer and that mm-hmm. you're facilitating someone mm-hmm. to buy something. Right. may not be you. That's mm-hmm. okay. They have a problem. You mm-hmm. want to give them a solution. So this client started asking and their sales mm-hmm. went way up. Right. Hello. Right. Well, and it's so funny because a lot of that, you know, and, and, and of course our marketing term for it is that call to action, right? And so, you know, I discovered like on my blogging and and, you know, even posting on Facebook, things like that. Until I said, please comment, people wouldn't comment. It was like they felt they needed permission. 
Um, you know, and, and it was the weirdest thing because, you know, there's that huge block of, of emptiness <laughs> there. And, but it was like, nobody wanted to put anything in there until you said, please comment or tell us what you think, or all of those things that are that call to action. Yes. And that's facilitating buying because you're mm-hmm. at, you're helping them to a solution. Mm-hmm. Please comment. Right. Mm-hmm. And most of us as business owners, we did not get into business to be salespeople. Right. And at the lifeblood of our company, mm-hmm. new business. Right. 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 Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, and even if you've reached the stage in your company where you have salespeople, mm-hmm. that's great, but you are still the person in charge and, you know, and, and you still should always be selling. I mean, you know, that's, it, yeah. it's just kind of one of those things. I mean, if somebody said, Hey, Dr. Jean, tell me about your business. And you went, Hey, the weather's nice or, or deflected back to them. Oh no, tell me about yours. That's just kind of a weird disconnect, right? Well, I, not only that, it just shows that you don't have courage in right. what you believe in. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. one of the things we tell people is to have a mission statement mm-hmm. and to allow yourself to lean on that. So our mission is to leave you better than we found you. Mm-hmm. That is that is super important. Mm-hmm. It, and w- the other thing to know is you have to know your ideal target client, like your science project. Mm-hmm. Remember, we were all in fourth grade and we had to study like bo- whales or volcanoes right. or mm-hmm. frogs, and you knew everything about that mm-hmm. person. Well, you need to know everything about your ideal target right. client. Mm-hmm. And here's the other thing. I don't know about you, but I like helping people. My mm-hmm. mission is to leave you better than I found you. If you are my ideal person, mm-hmm. then I am obligated right. to help you, mm-hmm. which means mm-hmm. I have to say to you, hey, would you like to work with us? Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't run a charity mm-hmm. and I'm not a bank. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's also important that every single person who works for you is a salesperson. You know, and, and, and I learned that a long time ago, back when I still worked in corporate America, I worked for a huge multi, you know, global, whatever financial services company. Um, At that point in the world, it was actually the seventh largest company in the world. And so that was really fun because we had lots of money. Um, But I remember our CEO at the, at that time, he said, every single person here should be able to answer some pretty basic questions about the company from the mailroom up to the CEO. He said, you know, maybe it's just to say, hey, here's a little bit about what we do. If you're interested, here's who you need to talk to, um, you know, and, and things like that. But, you know, it, it drives me nuts. Like when I go into, I always say, you know, your, your local big box store and I say, I'm looking for X. That's not my department. <laughs> it might not be your department, but you darn well had better be able to tell me where I can find that help. Because if I can't, I turn around and I go back out and I go find the person who can. And so I think that's always so important is to empower and, and trust those folks. I think that's the other thing is so many people think, well, you know, they're, they're not going to give the right answer. No, if you help them with it, they will. Well, I, we call that building a sales culture and mm-hmm. most organizations don't want to be in sales. And yet mm-hmm. Dan Pink wrote the book, Everyone Sells. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's about influencing. Right. And if you think about us mm-hmm. every day, we're getting people to mm-hmm. do things that we want them to do. Mm-hmm. Right. That's sales. Mm-hmm. Right. Now right. here's the other thing that happens. We do our pitch. We think we've done fabulous. Mm-hmm. And then crickets. Or in the popular terminology, we get ghosted. Yeah, new terminology around that. And and so what the heck does, you know, what do you do when you're not hearing back from someone? Well, I'm going to tell you something. You need to change your sales process. 
or okay. even development process. Right. Because Maybe you didn't ask for it, right? Back to our, our conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. What, so what we talk about is the person who's in front of you across mm-hmm. the table, mm-hmm. when you're sitting with them, you are the most important person to them at that time. Mm-hmm. Once you leave the meeting, mm-hmm. you are no longer important to them mm-hmm. because they're doing other things in their right. lives. Mm-hmm. Sort of like a movie. Mm-hmm. They're the movie star. You came into the scene as the supporting mm-hmm. cast member, and then you left the scene mm-hmm. and they continued right. on with the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you don't ask for the sale or for the next date and time mm-hmm. in that meeting, you are most likely going to be what we call in the chase or you'll be ghosted. Mm-hmm. So there's two different things. The chase is you're literally chasing the person, blah, 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 right. blah. Ghosted is they, they don't respond back. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is to said, change your sales, sales process mm-hmm. so that you're asking for what you want mm-hmm. up front. Mm-hmm. And that feels weird for some people. Mm-hmm. However, when you do it, you won't be this ghosting thing because mm-hmm. ghosting sucks. I know. Because you you feel they didn't love me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, actually, it has nothing to do with you. Right. And stop. That's caveman brain. Mm-hmm. It makes it about you because it's our internal protection system. Mm-hmm. The reality is people are super busy today. Like how mm-hmm. many emails did you get in your box? Right. Oh, right? too many. Mm-hmm. Too many, right? Mm-hmm. And if my solution is what you need, then I have to mm-hmm. really do something called consequences selling, which mm-hmm. most of us don't like selling on consequences. Mm-hmm. We like selling on benefits. Yet research shows that mm-hmm. most people will buy on consequences. Mm-hmm. So if you're not nugging down enough on the mm-hmm. consequences, mm-hmm. And asking them, when would they like to solve this problem? So mm-hmm. we actually teach people something called the six killer questions. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll give them to you. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I developed these questions because I used to ask like 14 million different questions. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't remember. It's got to be easier. Mm-hmm. Got to be easier. So I said, so I developed six questions and then I taught them to my clients. Mm-hmm. And my client, one of my clients is like, these are killer questions. Because every time I ask them, I get the sale. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. So then they became the six killer questions. Mm-hmm. And the one of the the last question of the six is when would you like to get started? Mm-hmm. Now, some people are like, oh, that's so forward. Well, mm-hmm. like, when are you thinking about getting started? Mm-hmm. Right? What is your timeline for getting mm-hmm. started? Mm-hmm. It's not to me a closing question at all. It's a question mm-hmm. of what is your um, level of interest right. in mm-hmm. doing something with so me? What's next thing? Do we need right. to have another meeting? Does you know all of those various things? But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When do you right? get when do you want to get started encompasses all of that. When do you want to get started? Mm-hmm. And yet people really struggle asking for that question. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you're in the chase well, or ghosted, mm-hmm. then you got to think to yourself, first of all, you have to do it in their language, mm-hmm. not yours, which most mm-hmm. people don't do. And you have to remember what, what was the reason why they wanted to work with you. Mm-hmm. To me, we call them love notes. We send a love note every week. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, that's so much. Mm-hmm. Some, some of my clients send them every other day. Some mm-hmm. people send them twice, uh, twice Depends a week. Depends on what it is, right? Mm-hmm. And it, never more than every other week, like mm-hmm. never more than two weeks because then it, it's mm-hmm. not too far out. Mm-hmm. And it's something of interest. It's something that you need to tell them. It's something that says, hey, am I bothering you? Do you still mm-hmm. want to do this? Mm-hmm. Found found this great resource I thought you might find valuable. All those right. That's things. number one. And then by the third one, you're like, hey, it's been three weeks since we spoke, mm-hmm. six weeks since we spoke. Mm-hmm. Is this still a problem for you? Are you mm-hmm. still interested in learning? Right. Still learning, and then still if you're learning. still ghosted, it's you put right. it on your well, email the, list, right? Well, yeah, because that's the other thing is people don't want to clear out their pipeline because then they don't have anyone to talk to. And I'm like, yeah, like you said, mm-hmm. email list, mm-hmm. clear it out and then fill it in. Right. right. Yeah. You know, the, the other thing, when you talk about chasing someone, 
to me, that is, is also, oh my God, we have to have the sale. We we're desperate. We're urgent to get it. And, you know, and we might be, I mean, you know, there's, there's no, you know, no two ways around it. There are times where we don't make that sale. We don't pay our bills. We're done. Um, You know, and, and so, you know, or, or, you know, even something like, you know, I don't make that sale. Oh, I can't buy that new computer, whatever it is. I mean, you know, and, and so there's, there is some degree of urgency always, but anytime you let someone see you're desperate, then they're now in control. So talk to us a little bit more about that. Well, I remember when I first started my company and uh, I got, <laughs> believe it or not, I the way I got my first client was I was installing office furniture into my into my office mm-hmm. and it um, they messed up. So they had to send someone back. Mm-hmm. And when the person came back, I said to them, does this happen often? Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, yes, all the time. Like, is there someone I can talk to about that? Mm-hmm. And I said, yes. So I called up the vice president. Mm-hmm. I remember I remember talking to my coach and he was mm-hmm. like, right. And right. I'm sitting in a gas station. The guy picked, I, call, I picked up mm-hmm. and he was like, why do we need to meet? Why do we need to meet? Why do we need mm-hmm. to meet? Like that kind of thing. And then I told him why we need to meet. Mm-hmm. And I, he's like, well, when are, when are you available? And I thought to myself, I have a full, nothing to do seven days in front of me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, I'm very busy. Yes. <laughs> Through your day timer, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, um, like, uh, oh, I really want to say tomorrow because I'm a desperate girl, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like, what does next Thursday look like? Mm-hmm. I think I have an opening at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. then he's like, whoa, she's busy. Oh, she's busy. She must be really good. Mm-hmm. She's going to fit me in. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So there is a little bit of, I think, acting and a- having an avatar in business development mm-hmm. that you have to, you can't act desperate. Right. Yeah. Did I want to meet the guy the next day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had no money coming in, but. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and of course, if somebody knows you're desperate, then they know they can negotiate or offer a much less price because you're going to take whatever they offer. Yeah. Right. Or that. Yes. And to me, it's, this is that I, I often use this line. Um, I never let money stand in the way of working with a person I really want to work with. Mm-hmm. Right. You can figure so, something out. Mm-hmm. Right. So I understand you want to be at a lesser rate and mm-hmm. I'm at this higher rate. So let's figure out how we make that mm-hmm. work. Right. That's what that right. looks like. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I have a, a friend who I've been in a mastermind with for a long time. He said, never put stuff on sale. No. Um, and he said, you know, there's, there's, and, and of course the tricky thing with offering sales, offering discounts is then it ends up kind of carrying forward. You know, somebody might go, well, Hey, Dr. Jean, you gave my friend, Bob, this killer deal. I want it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and then you're like, uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, offering things like that now. And, and again, like you said, you can find ways to do it where it, it works for everybody without the desperation again. Exactly. And, and the reality of things yourself, why am I desperate? Mm-hmm. What, what made me so desperate? Right. And that goes back, believe it or not, it goes back to a finance question mm-hmm. of how much money do you need? How much right. money is bank. Mm-hmm. And then what are you putting away as, mm-hmm. you, as mm-hmm. you're building your business? But even I will find, like I had a woman in a group that I was with, she had a $30 million business. She brought home $30,000 a year. I thought I would not be doing that. Job. No, uh-uh, something's off there. Mm-hmm. Right. But the reality is that for us, um, we really work with second stage entrepreneurs, people mm-hmm. who have established businesses mm-hmm. and want to grow them more. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is a really interesting thing because growth can be challenging mm-hmm. when you are looking to grow. And it's not just from a money point of view, right. from a sales point of mm-hmm. view, 
and from a structural point of view. Right. Well, and definitely from the part of that structural point of view is how do you get the right people? <laughs> oh, okay. Let's talk about that. Because most people are terrible at hiring, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> we have no clue. And I've been through this process. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I am a recovering HR person. So mm-hmm. I, first, it all starts with your with your values. Ah. It really does. It all starts when we call them key characteristics. Mm-hmm. We don't even call them core values, but mm-hmm. you can call them core values. And they can't mm-hmm. be something like honesty and integrity. Mm-hmm. I, I just literally talked to a guy yesterday. You're was, not honest. You're not, you don't have. F- no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you know, like that should be like kind of table stakes, mm-hmm. right? What makes your company so unique? Right. People would want to work with you. Mm-hmm. And then what you do is you hire people on those key characteristics. Mm-hmm. So we worked with a, a very large nursing home and they were having a lot of trouble with staff. We figured mm-hmm. out their key characteristics, mm-hmm. like passion, compassion, motivation, and two other ones I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And what we asked them to do in the hiring process, we would say, so Deb, you're here to talk about being a nurse. Mm-hmm. These are our five key characteristics mm-hmm. or core values. Uh, what uh, we're going to ask you to rate yourself on these. Please give us your mm-hmm. believe you are. Okay. Right. So then, we say, how would you rate yourself on compassion? Mm-hmm. And you'd say, well, I'm a nine. And right. then we'd say, well, they're false- not going to say I'm a two. <laughs> no, but they're not going to say they're a 10. Right. So then we say false modesty aside, mm-hmm. please, if you really believe you're so amazing right. at being compassionate, mm-hmm. rate yourself a 10. Mm-hmm. And then the person would say, yeah, I'm a 10. Great. Mm-hmm. Tell us why. Mm-hmm. Right. Or I remember one that we were like, we said, tell us about compassion. And she said, I'm an eight. And we're like, okay, well, rewrite yourself again. She goes, no, I'm still an eight. And we were mm-hmm. like, tell us what makes you an eight. She goes, mm-hmm. I'm at the end of my career. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. I just want to retire. I want to work for the next. Okay. 15 years. So she's hired. honest. She was honest, mm-hmm. but we didn't hire her. No. Because she doesn't no. attend compassion. Mm-hmm. However, other people are going to hire her because she's a great nurse. Right. You know, and, and, and she might be, you know, less expensive. I mean, all those various things. Mm-hmm. Right. But she really comes from core values and then hiring, firing, promoting on mm-hmm. those core values and rating people on right. those core values. Right. Yeah. That's what you need to do doing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mentioned your, your book at the start and it's give up goals and get results. And I haven't had the opportunity yet to read it, but I, I love that title because we all are told we have to have goals. We have to have goals. And, you know, Again, we're marketing people. We have BHAGs, big, hairy, oh, audacious yeah, goals, which I hate those things. I mean, you know, because for, for something to be like that, you're going to say, I want to be a millionaire in two years. Well, that's not going to work unless you play the lottery and you win, right? Um, and so, but but I also tell people, you know, you, you have to know where you're going. And that's, you know, and, and so it's it's about that. You know, like you don't get in the car and say, Siri, take me somewhere. now Siri my I think my Siri just loves to get me lost and so she probably would have a great time with this but you know why is it that we have to give up goals to get results all right so this is a whole there's a lot of unpacking here Deb you ready right okay so most of us when we think about a goal Mm -hmm. we as you said we make it too large right we fail Mm -hmm. so it's not realistic and then we're crushed and then we don't want to do any more goals Mm -hmm. because that's terrible Mm -hmm. The majority of us actually never set goals. Mm-hmm. And when we do set goals, we don't achieve goals. Mm-hmm. And then we get angry with the goals or it's somebody else's mm-hmm. goal mm-hmm. or, um, or, and someone is not keeping us accountable to the goal. So the mm-hmm. fact is that, um, and the word goal itself, the way our brains hear language, mm-hmm. it's a very big of a downer. Mm-hmm. It goes down. We like words that go up. Mm-hmm. 
up is up is positive, right. down is negative. Mm-hmm. So goal is right. a, it, it does. The tone kind of drops off. Mm-hmm. Right. So that makes it automatically from a subconscious level something we don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I really believe in results. And what's interesting is our brains are hardwired for results. We're not hardwired for goals. Mm-hmm. Think about it. I'm not in the goal of surviving as a cave person. Right. Right. I, mm-hmm. Goal is not to find a tiger today to eat. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's not my goal. Mm-hmm. I, I like my result. I have my outcome. Yes. What I need to achieve mm-hmm. today to live mm-hmm. is to find a tiger to eat. Right. right. Like mm-hmm. very different in how we approach goals mm-hmm. than we do in results. Mm-hmm. And I find that when I get, when I come to work with companies that have lots of goals and then I say to them, okay, and this is something I created called Z to A thinking. Mm -hmm. What's the end game that you want? What's Mm -hmm. the outcome that you're looking for? Mm -hmm. What do you want to achieve? And then you start to work backwards into the steps that will get Mm -hmm. you to the outcome that you're looking for. And now you have a whole playbook that you can play from Mm -hmm. A to Z. Most -hmm. of us get lost when we go, hey, when you're like, I get in the car, I want to go to San Francisco. Hey, Siri, take me to San Francisco, right? right? And then we get detoured along the way. And next, you know, we're in, we're in Austin, Texas. Yeah. Oh, pretty good. We'll go here. Yeah. Well, this was fun. <laughs> this was fun. Right. And then we get upset that we didn't get to the right place. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, and then we, and then we beat ourselves up and mm-hmm. berate ourselves. And right. that, mm-hmm. that's all. It seems like a terribly mm-hmm. vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. So when you give up goals and you actually focus on outcomes, mm-hmm. you will get them because how mm-hmm. our brains are hardwired. Think about right. this. When you buy a white car, how mm-hmm. many white cars do you see? Oh, lots of white cars. When you are when you're thinking about buying a white car, that's all you see. Right. That's your brain reinforcing that you're doing the right thing and that mm-hmm. that you will survive by buying a white car. Mm-hmm. You will live because you have a white car. Mm-hmm. So if you think about that, results are this that's why if you mm-hmm. make it an outcome, the brain goes, "Oh, we got to right. survive." Mm-hmm. Get right. the outcome. The and goal? results are measurable. You know, mm-hmm. now it might not be a number, but because it might be, like you said, you know, I'm I, my result is that I'm going to live through the day. <laughs> you know? But, it, you know, it, it is good, obviously, if it is a number, because then, you know, OK, well, the next result I want is, you know, t- five times that or whatever. Um, but, yeah, but it's tricky because then we fall back into goals again. Right. Well, and here's the thing. Most of us don't like to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. And metrics are accountable and metrics mm-hmm. actually tell our story. Mm-hmm. And we feel that we're failures because we have right. these metrics, right? Mm-hmm. I read, my daughter is a competitive equestrian. I read a book by an Olympian mm-hmm. who said that humans, horses are like humans. Mm-hmm. They're lazy and need to be motivated. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many companies I work with that resist metrics. And yet mm-hmm. when you put in metrics, simple, easy scorecard, mm-hmm. write some stuff down, put it on mm-hmm. an Excel spreadsheet, measure it every week. Mm-hmm. You see what's going wrong and you right. can change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super easy. You know, and, and again, they have to be, you know, things that are achievable and, you know, but, but it is, you, you it's back to Siri. I mean, you, you have to have something that's in there or you're just going to flounder around and end up in Houston, Texas. Correct. And yet a lot of us think, well, Houston, Texas is good enough. Mm-hmm. But those of us who actually set results. Mm-hmm are much more successful Mm -hmm. because we have a destination. And when you set that, remember you talked about a sales culture, Mm -hmm. when you set results for every single person in your company, Mm -hmm. they all know where you're going. Right. I want to help you get there. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and of course, part of that is working with them to determine those, you know, I used to hate it when I was in corporate America and, you know, your boss would come and tell you, you know, you have to do this, this, and this. And you're like, 
but, 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 <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, and, and they, of course, had somebody higher than them who had said the same thing. And it was just this whole trickle down thing. Now, we're not saying that, you know, that you have these huge company meetings because meetings are horrible and meetings are awful, but, you know, you have to have brought your team in. It's back to the, the whole empowering thing. You know, if, if I'm going to say that your result is X, have I talked to you to make sure that you can actually achieve X? Well, you need to know the, the steps to get to X. Right. So that's what, and what you might need to do to help them to get to X. Yeah. Well, in this way, if you work together on the result, so mm-hmm. here's Z, here's Y, here's mm-hmm. X, here's W, here's, and we work back. And then now we know all mm-hmm. the steps. Mm-hmm. I can also then measure you on all the steps or help you along right. the way. You mm-hmm. get stuck. Right. And it's not just willy nilly, mm-hmm. so to speak. Right. Here's and willy nilly goes with Kuth. I know. That's it. it. Yeah. I always wondered who was Willie or for Pete, right? For Pete's sake. Well, why, you know, we love those old sayings, but yeah, it's, it is one of those things where we do get, it, it, when things don't go right, then we flounder, like I'm trying to say now. Um, <laughs> and, and we do, we, we just get totally lost, which is again, why we have to bring someone in to help us. And so we don't have that much time left. So please tell us how people see, I know how to do these segues, right? Please tell us, you know, how you can help with people and what are the services that you provide? So we actually do two things. Um, we help you grow through new business development and we mm-hmm. can do that individually or with a team. Mm-hmm. And, or we can help you with your structure. And we do that mm-hmm. with something called EOS, which is right. called an entrepreneur operating system. Mm-hmm. So between those two things, we can help your company grow and make money and have fun. Right. And have fun. No. Yeah. Yeah. Always have fun. It's mm-hmm. always about having fun. And the way you do that is just go to cavemanbrain.com. So if you go to cavemanbrain.com, you can find all, we have resources and you can click on that to get into the EOS website and there's classes and there's you can sign up for stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, go to there. You learn everything about us. As I said, our mission is to leave you better than mm-hmm. we found you. So if you want free resources, go there, do it yourself. That's great. If you need help, we're here to help you and mm-hmm. we can support you in any way that that might be. Right. And of course you have your book. So tell us just a little bit more about give up your goals and get results. So give up goals, get results actually teaches you a process of how you can get better results in your life by mm-hmm. no longer setting goals. Mm-hmm. It's a very, it's a workbooked book. It's a workbook mm-hmm. book. Yeah. It's workbook a book. 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 It's a workbook <laughs> book. Uh, it, each chapter has uh, places where you can actually work through the lessons that we teach you. Okay. So at the end of the day, you know, for whatever it is, $10, you now have a system that will help you actually achieve the results that you're looking for, as mm-hmm. opposed to floundering around and thinking, uh, I haven't been able to do this yet. Mm-hmm. Right. There you go. Well, as this airs, it's right before Independence Day. Mm. So are there any things that as business owners, as entrepreneurs, we want to be declaring ourselves independent from? Well, interesting that you might say that because this is what we tell all of our business owners and our entrepreneurs. The 4th of July is a rest day. So most entrepreneurs and business owners run, 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 and work as hard as they possibly can, and they never take recovery time. Mm. We have learned that recovery time is actually what helps your caveman brain rejuvenate so that you can continue to run. Otherwise, you get burnt out, you're tired, you mm. don't choose that. So we we have weekly video t- tips to go out. So on Monday, and they always happen on Monday or Thursday, on Monday, you will learn about the fact that you're recovering on the 4th of July 
and we call it recovery day. So there's no, you're declaring that you're going to recover and rest and see your friends and have some fun. And eat a hot dog or two. (laughs) Right, exactly. And then you can start running again on the 5th. Perfect. I love it. Well, you know, this really has been so much fun. And I got through like, you know, just a smidgen of my notes. So we will definitely have you on again because I think this is so important and it applies to everybody. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you are the the total solopreneur trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to do this stuff on your own or somebody who has a multi-million dollar corporation. Um, you know, this is is applicable to to everyone. So we will definitely have Dr. Jean on again. But okay. until then, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave us with? Oh, I always think to myself, keep moving forward. It's, 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 there are times where you'll be stuck. There'll be times where caveman brain is springing in your head and telling you all the things you can't do and just keep shuffling your feet forward. I've been successful because I've always moved ahead and I've always hired a coach to help me get through it. Oh, don't think you can do it yourself. Keep moving forward and hire people around you to help you get there. I love it. And I cannot wait until we talk with Dr. Jean Orsler again. Until then, I'm Deb Creer and have a fabulous day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>